We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. <laughs> nice. Bert Horford catches, kicks, Dort for the win. It's good. Pokashevsky catch fire three and that is good for the lead Gilgis Alexander got it the Thunder lead by one what is up welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast the Oklahoma City Thunder fall to the Detroit Pistons tonight 132 to 108 bringing them to 20-30 and 30 on the season. I was joined by fellow co-host Taylor in the locker room at post-game to break down major themes, talk about Cade Cunningham versus Jalen Suggs, a little bit about Gonzaga versus Baylor, Pokashevsky's emergence, and much more. So now I will patch you over to that live locker room session to hear what we talked about. The Oklahoma City Thunder fall to the Detroit Pistons tonight. 132 to 108. Honestly, it was a night in which the Thunder and their, uh, I guess you would call it draft lottery odds, improved. A lot of the teams behind them in the standings um, won tonight, including the Detroit Pistons, although they're uh, quite a ways behind the Thunder. Um, still, still good for the Thunder when it comes to their lottery odds. Obviously, don't pull out a win. Uh, that brings them to 20 and 30 on the season. Just a quick recap of the game overall. Uh, Thunder were down as much as 20 points early on. Um, They cut the lead to just 11 at halftime. Uh, It was great to see the Hamadou Diallo, Sfi, Mihailuk uh, return games to their former teams. Obviously, Hami returns to Oklahoma City tonight. Uh, Sfi, although he's not playing in Detroit, is going up against his former team. Uh, He led the team at halftime with 11 points, finished the night with 
17, so a solid night for him. Um, he played 26 minutes. Uh, when it came down to it, though, I think Alexei Pokashevsky was probably the best player on the floor of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, on the Thunder broadcast, he received player of the game. He finished with 19 points and four rebounds, two blocks on 18 shots. Uh, played a team high 32 minutes. He's starting to get a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, these last couple of games, he's had to be the main option for the Thunder in a lot of times. Um, it's a role he hasn't really played a whole lot of this year with, with a full roster. He's obviously uh, a primary bench player. He gets his shots when he comes into games, but with the um, the amount of injuries and Al Horford sitting and guys getting waived, he's really stepped into, at least here recently, one of the uh, primary scores on offense for the Thunder. And he's done really, really well. Again, 19 points tonight for Poku. Um, in the third quarter, Oklahoma City pulled within seven points. That was about as close as they would get. Uh, they they then found themselves down 18 to 20 points there in the third quarter. Um, Spee, again, finishes that quarter with 17 points, ultimately what he finishes the night with. Um so didn't score there in the fourth quarter. That's uh, mostly because of, of who was out there in the game. It was it was quite the blowout. Um, the Thunder were, were down 16 going into that final quarter, and the Pistons really put it on. They they led by as many as 24 or 26, and again, they, they end up winning the game 132 to 108. Oklahoma City there for a little bit in February and March when they were still pretty healthy. Um, we're putting together one of the better defenses in the entire NBA at one point there for a stretch. They had the second best defensive rating. Uh, they looked really, really good, deflecting a lot of balls, getting a lot of steals um, as the roster has kind of been deconstructed here at the trade deadline and with guys sitting and, and all these other things going on. Um, they've given up a ton of points here in the last few games. So um, interesting to see on that front. Um you know, it's again, at the end of the day, it's good for uh, those Thunder fans that would like to get a top pick. There's obviously a bunch of great players in this upcoming draft, one of which Jalen Suggs. I'm sure a lot of people right now are, are watching that championship game, Gonzaga versus Baylor, as it stands now, as we're recording here about, here about 30. Um, the uh, the Baylor Bears are putting it on, and we've got Taylor on stage now. Taylor, who I'm do you here. have? Who do you have in this NCAA? You know, um, I'm rooting for the Bears because Big 12, but um, I just kept thinking Gonzaga is the best team in the nation they have in all season. They'll pull it off, but a rough start for them. Love to one right now. Two early fouls on Jalen Suggs, which one of them probably was, but I mean, college refs is a whole nother different topic for another day. <laughs> uh, a whole separate locker room uh, space to be created for that discussion, but um I'm going to go ahead and stick with Gonzaga, stick with my guns. Um, but I just hope that the refs don't run this and we get to see some players like Mitchell and Timmy and uh, Suggs just, you know, really kind of showcase what they're capable of. Um, but I'm completely distracting us here because there was another basketball game that happened today, Nick. <laughs> well, no, I'd, I'd like to actually I'd like to actually pivot to um, the draft here for a second, <laughs> though, because um Jalen Suggs don't is a freaking stud regardless of how he ends up tonight like he's he's a lot yeah. for a top five pick is it a hot take for me to say definitely is he is it a hot take for me to say today right now Jalen Suggs might be a better player than Cade obviously when you're drafting you know you're going for you're potential upside. and the ceiling and the upside he's obviously a six eight point guard and Cunningham is 
Um, it's not necessarily about who's the best player right now, or Luca Garza might be the number one pick. But um, right. is it fa- is it fair to say that right now Suggs might be a better player? I think so. Although, here's the thing. Like one thing I keep thinking about Nick is something that um, Sam Vecini at the Athletic. Uh, I've been listening to his his game theory podcast. Throughout. I mean, I, I've listened to it the past couple of years off and on, but uh, specifically this uh, the episodes he's been releasing this year over draft prospects, just kind of to do a little more uh, homework earlier on than, than I typically would. I really have been following this college season, even though I haven't really gotten to watch a ton of games um, outside of like you know some of the teams I follow, like my uh, alma mater TU, um, you know OU, OSU, etc. Um, but all that to say, one thing that that Vecini has always said this season, I guess, not always, <laughs> is that Kate Cunningham, um, basically, just telling people, don't worry about Kate Cunningham. Like, don't don't stress about um, the things that he's doing or point out the, the flaws or, you know, he, he didn't score or show up big in this game because he literally has, like, no talent around him outside of, like, Anderson the third, right? Who's a like a, a microwave scorer, but that's about it. Right. Um, I like Moon. I, I like the Boone twins simply because my little brother Hayden played with them from the time they were in like fifth grade all the way through high school in AAU, PWP. Um, so I've been rooting for them, and and uh, uh, Caleb had a really good season as well. But like, just not much talent around him. Not much talent to ma- maximize the talent around him. And he kind of knew that going into it. Where you have a guy like Suggs. And I'm not trying to take away from Suggs at all. You guys know how much you know all of us here at the Uncontested, and just anybody with a mind, a basketball mind, <laughs> loves Jalen Suggs. But I mean, that system in Gonzaga is just like, I mean, it's stellar. Um, these guys play in, in the system. You don't see these these guys playing hero ball like Suggs or Timmy or, um, gosh, I'm going to blink on the third guy. I'm talking about Kispert. Kispert, there it is, three point specialist, big man. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I think a lot of it has to do with. Like, how would Cade look this season, Nick? And I think you're right. I'm, I'm not trying to dispute your point. Um, but, like, if Cade would have gone to Gonzaga this season and Suggs right. was that OSU, we probably would be saying the same thing flip-flops. Yeah, that's, um, that's a good point. It's interesting. So, so I don't know. It, it, it's just so, like, I keep trying to think of comparisons for Suggs. Somebody uh, compared him. I think it was Hollinger compared him to Jason Kidd, which is kind of interesting. Um, I was almost thinking, like, Dame Lillard a little bit. He he's a scorer a for sense. sure. He's a scorer, but he also was able to get others involved. Um, I don't know. It, it's really tough. And then you have Cunningham. It's just like a, almost like a freak of nature. Yeah. Um, in a sense. And I just, like you said, it's almost, it almost feels like Cunningham's untapped. Yep. Right and he's, yeah, and like he's, he's six, eight point guard. We really haven't seen that outside of like maybe a Ben Simmons. Who's, who's as, as good of a point guard as he is, is he really a point guard or is he a point forward? Right. He can't shoot right. the ball. Like Cade is a pure point guard standing at 6'8". Like right. a jumbo Shea, I think, is something we've talked about quite a bit. Um, one guy that I want to talk about and pivot here a little bit is a guy in the Thunder who's going to be younger than a lot of these prospects we're going to talk about over the next few months when the draft comes around. Hoku. Hoku, dude. He has taken a step. I talked about this earlier. Yes. I want to hear your take on this because I was talking about how you know he – um, has been asked to be more of a, a primary score over these past few weeks with, with a lot of the different roster moves and, and things that have happened. You know, right. we, we've seen him make, you know, one foot sidestep jumpers. We've seen the, the fadeaway kind of turnaround in the post move. We've seen the three pointers, oh we've gosh, seen the floaters, one legger. One yeah. Legger. Like, like one leg like, floater. 
is he finally just comfortable? I mean, we saw a lot of this uh, to an, to a different extent when he was playing overseas. The he was he was oh, the man. Okay. He was the man. He was you know playing against guys of a similar skill level, and you know he just looked dominant offense. He looked a little bit nervous and and kind of lost early in the season. Is this step he's taken pure confidence? Is it is it he, just being adjusted to the game? Like, what do you attribute no, this to? No, because he's had that confidence. You know, like we, we me and you talked about this one on one, Nick. We talked about it in our group. Um, we've talked about it on almost one contested podcast. He's had the confidence since day one. But I think you just hinted at it, Nick, and that was key. Um, basically, what you were getting at is the game slowed down for Poku. And I apologize for listeners who, who listened to Jacob, uh, myself, and Kamir last night. We kind of touched on, on this specifically, mainly because last week <laughs> there wasn't a ton to talk about outside of Poku and Teo, if we're being completely honest, and uh, Thunder draft position. Um, but I'm just going to kind of reiterate what I said last night because I think you're spot on there, Nick. Like The game is just slowing down for him. Now, obviously, he's getting more reps, and that's that helps a lot. Um, obviously, somebody has to score on this team, right? That's acknowledged, but... To your point, there's things that we're seeing that are just that, that really kind of pop. Creating um, for others, you know, occasionally he still has his out of control pass. Uh, you know, we, we saw one. I, I remember one. I think it was there in, like towards the end of the third, maybe, where he was driving in the lane, and um, and then he he like tried to kick out to somebody and just like completely missed. I think it was Jalen Horde in the corner. Like he still has some of those plays, but he's also playing a ton of minutes, right? Like <laughs> he looked kind of tired there towards the end of the game. So um, I'm kind of going off track. I think the biggest thing for me is, like I said, the game is slowing down for Poku. Um, we're seeing him make the right plays and just, like, the crossovers. Um, there was a crossover in the first half. And I forget who tweeted this out. I apologize. It might have been Thunder uh, Film Room, the, the Twitter account. Um, big fan of, of his work. Um, but he said it was almost KD-esque. And it really was. Like, when you look back at it, yeah. it, it really is interesting. Um, so I, I think this, this experience has been really good for Poku, um, having these other players out. And I'm just – what I talked about last night and kind of ended my poker conversation on with Jacob and Kamiar is like, are we going to continue to see him make small leaps throughout the rest of the season? Or does he kind of plateau here, maybe struggle a little more? And then we see a big leap in the off season once he's put on some more weight and gotten bigger and stronger and has more experience. What do you think there, Nick? Because like you said tonight, it looks like he's, he's continued to take some steps even uh, here towards the last part of the season. It's almost scary in a good way because like we're already seeing as young as he is, like the potential mismatch he could be on offense. Like, yeah, I like seven, to that out. seven foot, seven foot two, whatever you want to call him. There's different measurements going around out there. Um, his ability to handle, like we see him come down the court and go behind the back and step back. And he's, he's making guard moves. He can shoot the ball. He's got the. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The wingspan and the reach on his jump shot to get over guys. Like, I, I think. The jumper's that- looking better. It is. He, he's he's shot a lot better since the bubble. That's that's where the confidence side of things come in. I don't think he was ever shy to shoot the ball, but I think now that he's seeing it drop, he's getting a little bit more confident. Um, I do want to I, I do want to talk about another rookie, um, Teo uh, Taylor. You obviously don't have this perspective because luckily you're not a Pistons fan. But how <laughs> tough is it to see a French point guard and Teo get drafted? In the second round, it's very early. I know that Killian Hayes has been hurt. He hadn't played many games. But how much does it hurt to see Teo Maladon all season? The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. Indeed.com slash blue wire offer valid through June 30th terms and conditions apply. I think if you're a Pistons fan, you, you don't necessarily think that it hurts just because of that point. Like uh, that, that you made, like, I, I think speaking of a guy who could really use an off season to develop after kind of his, I don't want to say his rookie season was completely derailed, but pretty much close to it. And um, Killian Hayes, I, like you said, I'm not ready to throw the towel in on Killian yet. But with that being said, I think what Tony Parker mentioned in the off season or, you know, here, whatever it was about a year ago about um, how Teo wasn't getting the, the uh, national attention, the media attention like Killian was, but he was going to be just straight up a point guard. I mean, obviously I'm paraphrasing there, but I think he was spot on um, just because the things that we've seen from Teo, not even, I mean, obviously the entire season, he, he came out from the very beginning. We were so impressed with him because of his poise, um, his maturity. And like we said, he's just almost like a, such a safe player, always making the right plays, rarely making mistakes, but never doing anything too flashy. But the thing I've loved the most, I think, recently is how aggressive he's been. I mean, throwing up shots. Um, that game he had 33, he was like 5 of 8 or 6 of 8 from 3, something mm-hmm. like that. I'm trying to remember. And put up like 18 shots, which is awesome. Efficient, and, and that's what the coaching staff that you've been t- you've been tweeting this out, Nick, with some of those um, post game pressers that you've been in with Dagnall and others. You know, mentioning how the coaching staff's been encouraging him. Yeah, efficient. That's a good point, but also um, encouraging him to be more aggressive and throw those kind of shots up. Um, so Teo continued to impress me again tonight. It was, it was great to see him continue to be aggressive with some of these guys out. I wonder how that looks when a guy like Shade does come back, whether it's the end of the season or next, whatever. Um, I want to see that continue from him, but he's making, I mean, he had just has some ridiculous passes like that pass to, um, to Svee 
I think it was the Thunder play of the game or whatever on the whatever. I, I want to say Fox Sports still. Valley Sports. Valley <laughs> Sports play of the game or whatever where Teo had like that three quarters one handed bounce pass to speed for the layup. Um, five of 12 for tonight. So, I mean, not terrible, not great, but 12 shots um, is better than what he's been shooting. Also, 19 shots for Poku. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's the thing with his increased <laughs> offensive role is, like, he went from this guy that was, you know, come in for four or five minutes, take a shot or two, try to develop to he's really a, a focal point of the offense with the, the current roster. And, and that brings me to um, one of the last points I want to talk about is – Oklahoma City's methodology of evaluating talent. It's been great the past couple of seasons. We've seen Dort get converted. We've seen uh, Moses Brown get converted. Um, you know, obviously Josh I Hall is being evaluated. Like Burton. Yeah, uh, not sure. That, not that he made it, but they did do a similar route with him. It went a similar route with him, I guess. Sure. But, but you know, with Justin Jackson getting waived today, now you can start getting yeah. extra creative because, you know, Oklahoma City will pay out his, his $5 million contract he paid. He played, you know, thirty-three games, averaging about seven points a game on on thirty-one percent from three. He's twenty-six. He's a little bit outside the timeline. It's not shocking to see him get bought out. I'm kind of interested to see, you know, see what the, teams are yep. interested in him because you don't you don't you don't think that like even if he's even if he's unhappy with the lack of playing time, you'd rather be on a roster and, and put up numbers and showcase yourself rather than go try to land a, a job with another team and maybe risk not being on a team the rest of the season. But point being that gives Oklahoma city a roster spot. I don't think I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talk about upgrading Josh Hall to a full-time contract. I don't see that yet. He's not a guy, especially with the G league or two way rules this year. There's not really a huge risk in my opinion with the way he's played and what he's shown for another team to come scoop him up in the next few months or in the off season, obviously it can't happen during the season, but I think you're pretty safe with him. No need to convert him. Moses was a different story. Like teams were going to be going after him. That was a good call, but that allows you the rest of and the also season positional need, right? Like sure. You, and not that Josh, Hall, Josh Hall could be a, a kind of a small forward type and then be, that's probably what he will be. Yeah. Um, and the Thunder obviously need that, but Moses Brown obviously was much more needed, especially when you're going to be, uh, not wanting to play Horford. This was prior, obviously, to Horford uh, and the Thunder making the joint decision to sit him for the rest of the season, but you're not wanting to play Horford a whole lot. Right. Uh, and that was just a perfect position to to develop a center like Moses, who has shown flashes. Yeah. So I'm with you, Nick. Um, yeah, Josh, I, like you said, I, I, with the, two-way, the way the two-way contracts are, um, are constructed this year, you know, allowing guys to be able to play the majority of the – the really the the whole season um, without repercussions due to COVID nineteen protocols. Um, I don't really think it's it's time to convert Josh Hall. It'll be interesting. I can even see them uh, signing him to another two way contract next season. Yep, and totally. then trying to convert it. Um, but now we have Jalen Horde on a two way contract. You know, we heard rumors. We were really confused uh, prior to the you know, preseason because there was rumors of Jalen Horde getting another uh, getting a two way contract with the Thunder. Mm-hmm. But we had already signed um, Hall and Moses, I believe, at that point. Yep. And so uh, we were wondering how that would play out. Well, they waived him. They got basically got his G League rights. He played in the G League bubble, mm-hmm. um, and now he he's been awarded with that two way. So the Thunder obviously see a lot in him. And then to your your point about that last con that last contract spot, goodness, that lost ro- uh, roster spot. Um, I, I I think we're gonna see Presley rotate some guys, just like Keith Smith. <laughs> I can't talk. Keith Smith said um, earlier today on Twitter. I think we're gonna see the Thunder kind of use that last spot to sign some guys to to ten days and and see what they're capable of, kind of give them tryouts and whoever sticks out the most. 
sign them to another 10-day contract and yep. see what these guys are capable of. I don't know the rules on this. There, there could certainly be a piece in the CBA that says this isn't allowed. I would like to see Oklahoma point. City sign Admiral Schofield to a 10-day. Oh. I don't know if they can bring him back since he was waived, but if you could, that's an intriguing guy. And I think right now the reason they went point guard, Mark Dagnock talk, talked pregame about you know, with Shea out and Door out and a lot of these guys that are ball handlers being out, you know, that, that point guard position was something they really needed. I don't know if that's him directly saying, you know, this guy's not part of our long-term plans here, um, talking yeah. about Justin Robinson. But it's it's like one of those things, you get some point guard play, you get one of those ball handlers back, and then maybe you could sign another guy of a different position on that next 10-day contract. But there, there's six games in the next 10 days, which is interesting. Robinson's 23, he'll get a lot legs. of burn. So you can use those 10 days to get you some fresh legs in there, even yeah. just to help some of these young guys out. You know, I mentioned Poku looking kind of tired there at the end of the game. I mean, he's he's been getting a lot of burn. It's not like he's out of shape. But when you're yep. playing out any minutes in such a short, compacted period like you just mentioned, it helps to have guys with fresh legs like uh, like uh, uh, Justin Robinson. I almost said Jerome Robinson for some reason. <laughs> uh, um, well- Last thing here, Taylor, and we'll let everyone get out of here and, and get on to the uh, the championship game. It's 29-12 right now. That's that's a yeah. tough scene. Um, yep. Next four games for Oklahoma City, finishing out a homestand against the Hornets, Cavs, and Sixers, and then they head to the Utah Jazz. Or I guess they head to, uh, to Utah to play the Jazz, rather. What do you think the record over the next four is? Next four? Oh, uh, so Jacob and Kamiar and I did this last night. Um, we were including this game tonight. Calmier went 0-4, which obviously I think the majority of us are rooting for. I said 2-2 two and two because I thought they are going to pick up the wins against uh, Detroit tonight and Charlotte because Charlotte is basically, you know, they they have a lot of injuries and stuff right now. Um, obviously, I was wrong about this one. <laughs> I mean, they just got absolutely blown out. And, I need, you know, obviously I couldn't predict Presley going with another – I don't want to say as uh, – as big of a tanking move as like sitting out Horford um, the rest of the season, but fairly similar waving Justin Jackson and bringing in these 10 guys, the 10 day guys and a two way player and Horde um, who obviously are, are going to be getting some burn. You know, that's, that's a pretty big tank yeah. move if we're calling it like it is. Um, so, you know, I could see them going on four, but let's go ahead and go one and three just because we know this Thunder team, these guys are scrappy. They'll pull one of these out. I think, uh, I think one and three safe. I'm still going to go zero and yeah. four. Hornets. Okay. Yeah, I like it. That's fair. Hornets. Hornets are solid. That'd be, um, that'd be great. <laughs> the, the East is also, weak. I mean, just going on a tangent here, uh, a little bit of a tangent here, but like, there's been a lot of talk about what you know, Presti and what he's going to going to want to be doing with you know in, in this upcoming draft. Um, does he just let this team play it out and win games and um, you know just hope that the Houston pick lands? I think everything we've seen post All Star break shows that he's going not only does he want to lose and, and better the thunder's own draft pick like we've talked about all season but he obviously is very excited about these players in the draft and i say that only to say i would not be i mean not i, I think it's pretty obvious at this point but we very aggressive heading into this draft trying to trade up and um, package picks package pick picks you know players whatever it may be to land one of these elite talents Certainly. No, I think it's it's been an aggressive move. And, and thanks for everyone that, that came and joined us live on Locker Room here. I know we've got a lot of our uh, our regular listeners watching the game, and I'm sure they'll be listening to the, the post-game audio that we'll be publishing to our feed after this. Um, if you're not on Locker Room and listening to this after the fact on the post-game pod, make sure you go 
download the locker room app. We've partnered with them in the past few weeks. It's been a lot of fun to come in here and, and chat uh, some Thunder basketball, some upcoming draft talk and all that type of stuff and, and collaborate with some of our other uh, content creators here at Blue Wire. Again, the Oklahoma City Thunder fall 132 to 108. Until we talk to you guys again, have a good one. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.